Hello, folks, and welcome back to Weber's Whipping Post. I'm Alan Weber, and you can reach out to me at PackerBacker1957 at yahoo.com or find me at my blog at www.weberswhippingpost.com. I'm delighted you join me today and hope you find this podcast to your liking. Today's opening column won't contain any floggings, but I hope to get in some towards the end. I call this column Thoughts from the ER. A remarkable event happened to me a few weeks ago. Went to the local urgent care looking for antibiotics to clear up a nagging ear infection. I mentioned to the attending physician some trouble breathing, too, wondering if my sinuses were infected as well. The physician asked if he could do an EKG. Sure, dude. Do what you have to do was my response. A nurse came in, hooked me up to the machine to begin the test. After a few minutes, her face wrinkled up and without a word, grabbed some of the papers spitting from the machine and bolted from the room. A few minutes later, she came back, grabbed some more reports before dashing out of the room again. I just laid there looking up at the ceiling. A few seconds later, the physician came back and said, Sir, you're having a heart attack. Those words get your attention. The doctor seemingly morphs into a Grim Reaper-like character, standing there breathing his acrid breath heavily, red piercing eyes aglow, informing you it's your turn to die. I waited while he and his sidekick shrieked hysterically just before he swung his deadly scythe, while she neatly caught my head in a basket. Well, I'm exaggerating that scene a bit. Well, actually a lot. But you get the picture. Suffice to say, they have your full attention. Long story short, I did not have a heart attack, but will be doing some additional tests in the upcoming weeks. And I was told in the meantime I could continue to play my usual pathetic style of golf. As I lay in the emergency room getting poked, prodded, and generally greatly inconvenienced, I had some time to think. Is anyone ever ready to pass on to the other side? Having made 66 trips around the sun now, I'm part of a group made up of just 10% of the world's population, so I'm getting up there in rare air territory. I'd kind of like it to be around when it gets a little rarer, too. Does anyone have a firm grasp on what is on the other side after breathing their last? Do you believe in heaven and or hell? About 74% of American Christians believe in heaven. If there is a heaven, where is it at physically? My answers are that I don't know, but I often wonder if it's on the other side of one of those cosmic black holes. Alas, I wish my convictions were as firm as many people I know. For the record, I don't think I believe in hell. 52% of Americans do, but I can't imagine such a vengeful God. But can someone explain to me why in hell is hell spelled with a capital H and heaven spelled with a small h? I was also surprised to learn that Christianity is the largest religion in the world, about 31% followed by Islam at 24%, no religious affiliation at 16%, Hindus at 15%, and the Buddhists come in at 7%. There are others, but to a lesser extent, and I can't pronounce most of their names. Perhaps you believe in reincarnation. About 22% of Americans do, even though it is not mentioned anywhere in the Bible. It's mostly a principle of Indian religions such as Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism, and Sikhism. Greek philosophers such as Plato, Socrates, and Pythagoras all believe in a rebirth. I don't have any more of a concept in reincarnation than I do in physical heaven, but I swear it sometimes feels as if I have an affinity for Victorian England. 
and I have no idea why. The aging process is so bizarre. You see friends, schoolmates, and acquaintances in the obituaries. You wish various parts of your body would just fall off so it won't hurt anymore. Every time you visit a doctor, which occurs with more frequency, he or she prescribes another pill to add to the collection. And yet, even while I'm writing this, I'm listening to a Rolling Stones album on my turntable at volume levels of a youngster one-fourth my age. I think I hear my old man screaming at me in the background to turn that damn thing down. Well, I think I've gained some wisdom along the path of life, my mind still thinks like that of a 21-year-old. It's amazing that the mind doesn't age the way the body does. But what about the soul? Does it age? I don't know where my soul is at, so I have no idea if it ages too. But I like to think it doesn't. I might need it in the next stage of life. As a side note, I get tons of emails and phone calls about this commentary from people concerned about my health as well as often opinions of the spiritual world. I am so very grateful to every one of those people I heard from, and if you are listening, I will be heeding your advice. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your caring and concern. It was very heartening to hear some of you have some of the same questions, and some are so devout, which I envy to have so much faith. Now, this episode is brought to you by a brand new sponsor. Weber's Whipping Post is honored that Brandon and Jeff Chero at Court Street Fort now celebrating their 40th year serving the people of Kankakee County, has come aboard. Whether you're buying a new Ford, a pre-owned vehicle, or just needing your vehicle of any make service, the good folks at Core Street Ford are committed to making this your place to go for your vehicle needs. Open 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. till 5 p.m. Stop by their showroom at 558 William R. Latham Sr. Drive in Bourbonnet, Illinois, or look them up online at www.courtstreetford.com. Order the Ford of your dreams today. And now for some floggings. I resigned from my column with the Kankakee Daily Journal this week. It was bittersweet because the journal is where I really started my columns, which led to a blog and eventually to this podcast. I loved getting my columns published by them and never took a dime for my work. I was probably the only person writing free of charge at that paper. But you see, the journal is run by a manager and an editor who are left-leaners. Neither will admit it, but they are. I've known that for quite some time and thought maybe my conservative commentaries balanced the paper somewhat. Plus, I always thought I had the backing of the owner of the journal, a nice guy who has been in the news business for a long time. The editor, fairly new at the paper, took the liberty of editing some of my words without discussing with me first. He always claimed he forgot to discuss it with me, but somehow I doubted it. Suffice it to say, we had a few run-ins. But the straw that broke the camel's back was when he published an AP story calling Tucker Carlson a liar with his expose on the additional 40,000 hours of video coverage from January the 6th. I took some flack for this piece on Facebook as if I was an employee or the author of the piece, and I mentioned it to the editor. He shrugged it off and then followed that piece up with another opinion piece from that liberal rag, the New York Times, calling Tucker a liar. Evidently, the editor personally believed Tucker lied, so he doubled down on this event, as if to say to me, screw you. Well, screw him. 
I just won't have my name attached to a tabloid, and that is exactly what the editor and his manager are turning that paper into. They will be hearing from my readers. Bet on it. I will point out that that very paper was originally named the Kankakee Republican. Well, they're far from it. By the time you hear this, we will know if that Soros-backed DA, who will go nameless in this podcast, had the balls to actually arrest former President Donald Trump for supposed hush money payments to porn actress Stormy Daniels. Obviously, this is just more of the left chasing Trump into hell so that he can't run for president in 2024. Trump himself has said he expects to be arrested on Tuesday the 21st. Imagine the logistics of arresting a former president with Secret Service agents all around. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has said he intends to find out if any federal money is being used in the witch hunt after Trump. My bet, there is, and Nancy Pelosi and her ilk are behind it. I think Nancy has a schoolgirl crush on Trump and can't leave him alone. Elon Musk then predicted if Trump is arrested, it will mean a landslide victory for his re-election. I'm not sure of that, but the whole thing will definitely be interesting. Then late Saturday, South Carolina Senator and warmonger Lindsey Graham came out on his bully pulpit to back Trump. I'm not so sure that's a good thing, Donald. Lindsey's got so many faces, he would need to be put on a spit just to suntan all of them. I'm sure you will hear more from me in my next podcast. That's not true, lied bonehead Biden when questioned about the money he probably received from China, according to Bank of America documents. Records show that bonehead son, daughter-in-law, brother, and an accountant just named Biden all received a series of payments in 2017. In total, it was more than a million bucks to Biden family members. Who are you going to believe, a lying, doddering old fool like bonehead Biden with the records of one of the largest banks in America? I'm so disgusted by the Aaron Rodgers and New York Jets situation. And like an idiot, I'm hooked into the story, checking the internet every day to see if it's finally, mercifully behind us. The prima donna Rogers came out of his four days of darkness, whatever the hell that did for him, to decide he wanted to play football in 2023, and he wanted to do it with the Jets because, according to him, the Packers didn't want him anymore. This would be a good time to point out that whether he played or not, the Packers are going to pay him nearly $60 million, which would be a pretty good indicator they might value him. But he evidently was butthurt, poor little fella. Why, he would want to play with the Jets instead of a potential Super Bowl contender like the 49ers, which is also his hometown, is anybody's guess. Perhaps it has something to do with the fact he doesn't talk to anyone in his family. So here we sit, Aaron the butthurt, wants to play for the Jets, and the Jets very much want Aaron the butthurt, so much so they passed up all the other free agent quarterbacks. But funny thing, the Jets don't want to give the Packers much in exchange for Aaron the butthead. All this favors the Packers, but not their fans, which includes me. The Pack can just sit back and wait, as in June, Aaron the butthurt's salary cap hit goes down. But in the meantime, without knowing if Aaron the Butthurt is traded or not, they cannot afford to go after many free agents. They need a tight end and a run stopper on defense very badly. Hall of Fame Packer and Class Act Leroy Butler rightfully dissed Aaron the Butthurt for being selfish, saying, 
you ain't going to win no Super Bowl in New York. Jeez, I've said too much about the damn situation. I just want him to butt her era in Green Bay to be over. Well, the situation with Russ had just got uglier. Russian President Vladimir Putin has been charged with war crimes and must face trial at the Hague. Obviously, he's not going to jet into the Netherlands anytime with a bevy of lawyers by his side, but it does mean he will not be allowed to travel outside Russia for the rest of his life, lest he be arrested. This will probably not set well for Vlad the Horrible. While he is probably guilty as hell of war crimes, it just seems to me the world keeps poking a bear in his cave who happens to have more nuclear capabilities than, well, anybody else. Additionally, it is said he might have terminal cancer as well. This is not a good recipe for the world's survival, folks. What has happened to the art of diplomacy? Just the opinion of a kid from Shabans. Speaking of Shabans, and I mention it for those of you who have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, Shabans, Illinois is where I was raised and spent the first 35 years of my life. About 70 miles south of Chicago, it's a small town of about 1,200 people where my mother still lives. There is not a stoplight in the entire town. I'm not poking fun of Shabans, and the Shabans people know it. Even though I don't live there anymore, I still consider myself a resident of Shabans, and I will be buried there with the rest of my family. The word Shabans, by the way, means little duck in the Iroquois Indian language. Did you hear about the giant blob of seaweed headed our way? Coming from Africa, where else, the damn thing is 5,000 miles wide. Yes, 5,000 miles, wider than the whole continent of the United States. It's headed for the Florida shores and all coastlines of the Gulf of Mexico. The stuff is basically brown algae and it keeps replicating itself. Once ashore, it will dump piles of putrid seaweed all along the coastline. It will reach to high heaven. Good luck to you southern folks on getting rid of that stuff. Maybe you could try just drying it out and smoking it. I see where Jim Gordon died this week. Jim was the drummer for one of my all-time favorite bands, Derek and Adominos, which was fronted by Eric Clapton back in the 70s. Jim also played for the band Traffic, as well as for Delaney and Bonnie, Joe Cocker, Dave Mason, Frank Zappa, and Harry Nielsen, a virtual who's who of rockers. His drum solo for Nielsen's We Can Make Each Other Happy is a classic. Unfortunately, the hapless drummer had undiagnosed schizophrenia, which led him to murder his mother in 1983, as he claimed he heard voices telling him to kill her. He was given a prison sentence for his crime, which is where he died on March 13th. Rest in peace, Jim. Your troubles are over. A shout-out to San Jose Sharks goalie, James Reimer. The woke snowflakes in the Sharks organization decided to host a Pride Night at the SAP Center in San Jose for all those gay hockey fans, both of them. In honor of the event, the players were supposed to don silly Pride-themed warm-up jerseys before the game against the New York Islanders. Reimer told them to stick it in their ear. That was great. Then he gave his reason for religious beliefs. Mr. Reimer, my hat is off to you, my man but you don't owe anyone any damn reason not to bow to that silly bullshit. Well, that's all for now, folks. Thank you so much for listening in, and I hope you tune in next week.